the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Welcome to We Know Medicare, keeping you in the know on all things Medicare and providing you a wide range of options and valued advice for improving the quality of your health care and your life. Get unbiased direction along with valuable tips and tools for achieving the best health care plan available for both you and your loved ones. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. It's We Know Medicare. And now, here's Dan Larry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show, and thanks for tuning in. You know, it's really great to be able to give you information on Medicare, Medicaid, the VA, uh, retirement plans, uh, not financial, but like with respect to how they work with Medicare and, and other um, health plans out there. So uh, it's really great to have good information. And so uh, we've got a lot of letters that have come in recently and some emails that are talking about different ways the plans communicate, the different ways that uh, you know, how to prevent fraud and how to, what do you do if you lose your card and, you know, from nursing home rights. So I want to, I want to cover a lot of this stuff because, you know, everybody's always out there, um, you know, talking about what a Medicare Advantage plan is, what a prescription drug plan is, what a Medicare supplement, original Medicare. And, and you know, sometimes people get bombarded during what they call the annual enrollment period, like from October. October 15th through uh, December 7th. And you have all of these people trying to move into a new plan, switch their plan or whatever, because that's the time uh, Medicare eligibles can switch their plans. <clears throat> and so when, when folks go on to Medicare Advantage plans, sometimes there's a bunch of notices that come out. And so uh, our listener, uh, Martina, who streams us in Spokane, said, hey, Dan, uh, I have a Medicare Advantage plan, and I get two notices from my plan every month. Uh, both are called explanation of benefits. Uh, it seems like one is about my health care services, um, and one is about my prescription drugs. Now, these statements have a lot of information, and I sometimes find them confusing and hard to read. What are they and why am I getting two different ones from the same company? Well, Martina, that's a great question. And uh, if your Medicare Advantage plan includes prescription drug coverage, you should receive two kinds of explanations of benefit notices. So there's going to be one that explains uh, your recently received health care services. And a second kind that summarizes your prescription drug usage in the past month. Now, keep in mind that your explanation of benefits is not a bill. It just simply states the healthcare services you have received over a period of time 
and the amount you have paid or should expect to pay for them. Now you'll receive a separate bill directly from your provider for any amounts you owe them. Uh, read your explanation of benefits to verify that you received all healthcare services listed and to check that you have paid the proper amounts to your provider. If you have overpaid your provider, uh, contact your plan to correct that mistake. So Martina, I hope uh, this uh, helps and answers your question. And really thank you for this because it's really important to go over uh, your bills, the bills and the explanation of benefits. And if you are receiving a bill, make sure that's what your uh, co-payments are or your percent uh, of what your services are. Uh, so, you know, it's always important to review those and read the medications and read those. And if you didn't receive them, then you really need to contact the health plan, the insurance company that is, uh, you, you're using for your Medicare Advantage plan, and discuss those things with them directly if you did not receive those services. So again, uh, that's really a great question that is extremely helpful to our listeners. And so uh, I just want to again thank Martina for that because that is something you all should do. I remember my mom used to uh, show those to me and say, hey, what, look at these and look at the usage. And um, <clears throat> I didn't pay for this or I didn't have this done. And then, you know, maybe she was in the hospital and didn't realize it with the breakdown of costs, but uh, it's really helpful and it does prevent a lot of um, misbillings and it prevents fraud as well. Which brings me into my next question that came in as an email from Tanya and she wants tips for preventing Medicare fraud. So Tanya, there is uh, uh, several things you can do to prove, to help prevent Medicare fraud. Um, you know, first, uh, you know, always want to protect your Medicare number and treat your Medicare card and number the same way you would a credit card number and only give your Medicare number on your social security number to your doctor or other providers. And be careful when others ask for your Medicare number or offer free services if you provide your Medicare number. So, be wary of those TV commercials, radio commercials, you know, they offer something and you just give them your Medicare number and they'll bill Medicare. You know, d don't fall prey to those. Do not give out your number to anyone other than your doctor or other providers that really will be using it. Uh, also, uh, protect your medical information. You want to be cautious if people other than your doctors or medical professionals want to see your medical records or recommended services. So, uh, you know, be very careful of that. Um, also, you want to learn more about Medicare's coverage rules. So you want to be careful if a provider tells you there's a way to get a Medicare to get Medicare to cover a service that normally is not covered. You know, if they're like, Hey, you know, I could get this covered this way. We could kind of move this. There's no bending of the rules and um, uh, you, you should be very careful of that and never accept services you don't need. So if a provider is pressuring you into getting tests or other service you, services you feel are unnecessary, um, turn down care, ask to get a second uh, opinion for from another physician, you know, always, you know, be skeptical 
uh, if you're being pressured into something. And you can always have someone in that uh, doctor's office with you uh, listening to that information. So always, always, uh, you know, uh, never fall under that pressure. And, you know, also be skeptical. Uh, It does not hurt to be wary if a provider says Medicare will pay for services that do not sound medically necessary like mud treatments, Swedish massage, uh, and dance classes are examples of services promised in past fraud cases by Medicare. And so use your best judgment and refer to Medicare coverage rules uh, as needed. So, you know, protect yourself from Medicare fraud. And remember, Medicare will never contact you for your Medicare number or other personal information unless you've given them permission in advance. Uh, Medicare will never call you to sell you anything. Uh, You may get calls from people promising you things if you give them a a Medicare number. Just don't do it. And Medicare will never visit you at your home. And Medicare can't enroll you over the phone unless you called first. So if you feel you're a victim of Medicare fraud, report anything suspicious to Medicare. And if you do suspect fraud, call 1-800-MEDICARE. It's really simple. If you think there's fraud happening, call 1-800-MEDICARE. And as in the previous uh, you know, question, um, the explanation of benefits is also important for you to prevent Medicare fraud on you and using you as the vehicle for someone to gain additional monies for services or prescriptions not performed on you. So, you know, always, if you feel you're the victim of Medicare fraud, report anything suspicious to Medicare. And if you do suspect fraud, call 1-800-MEDICARE. So I really hope this helped, uh, Tanya, and it's really important to get this information out there uh, to our listeners. And I want to tie up this, this segment with, you know, what do you do? if a Medicare card is lost, stolen, or damaged. And so uh, listeners, uh, Samantha from Sammamish uh, said, uh, hey, uh, Dan, I lost my Medicare card, um, <clears throat> and what do I do? So first off, uh, if your red, white, and blue original Medicare card is lost or stolen, or you can no longer use it because it's too faded or damaged, you can replace it by simply calling uh, 1-800-MEDICARE, um, and that is um, 1-800-633-4227. And you can also order or print a replacement card by logging into your mymedicare.gov account. Now, if you get Medicare health or drug benefits from a Medicare Advantage plan, such as an HMO, PPO, or a prescription drug plan, call your insurance company to get your card replaced. And if you get Medicare through the Railroad Retirement Board, call the Railroad Retirement Board to order a replacement Medicare card. You should get your new card in the mail within usually about 30 days. And your Medicare card, uh, Social Security card, and other health insurance cards are very important documents, as you know. So make sure to keep a photocopy of your important health identification and insurance cards. Uh, Write down any important numbers like your Medicare number and keep everything in a safe place, like maybe a safe at home, uh, so that 
uh, you can have a record for future reference if anything gets lost. And also, if your Medicare card has been lost or stolen, uh, watch out for Medicare fraud and, and check your Medicare summary notices uh, for services you did not receive. And if you spot any uh, inconsistencies or things that shouldn't be on there, report them to the Inspector General's Fraud Hotline at uh, 1-800-HHS-TIPS. That's 800-447-8477. And again, that's the Inspector General's Fraud Hotline at 1-800-447-8477. So as you can, you know, this, Sam, I, I really hope this, this answered your question uh, on how you can get that replaced, but also how other folks can get, protect their card as well. So you have a lot of things here that we talked about, you know, we talked about what do you do if your card is lost, stolen, or damaged, how to prevent fraud, uh, the explanation of benefits, Medicare summary notices. So, you know, you want to always protect yourself. And this is great information that you get. And if you're working with a broker, uh, you know, or an agent, um, always have open discussions with them and tell them if you're seeing something on the plan or on your explanation of benefits, because sometimes they can reach out directly to the plan for you as your advocate, uh, sometimes with you on the phone and help you figure some of these things out. I know when uh, the agents and brokers that work with We Know Medicare, uh, you know, they always have your best interest at heart. And we, we can help you. And you can reach out to us at weknowmedicare.org or give us a call at 877-346-2060. We're going to take a break. I'm going to go grab some coffee. I'll be right back. Stick around. in a name. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you topped off your coffee. I sure did this morning. Uh, you know, uh, Sticking on the path that we were on and talking about protecting your Medicare information and, you know, reviewing your explanation of benefits, uh, I wanted to stay on this theme of, you know, how you, how you watch for things, how you communicate with others when these things happen. And, and we have a really 
I think a great question um, from listener Felicia and Felicia is, is in, uh, let's see here. It's Tigard, Oregon. And Felicia wants to know what are her nursing home rights? Well, Felicia, when you enter a nursing home, you have specific rights that protect your dignity and self-determination while you are a resident. Now, these rights should be posted in a prominent place in the facility. Now, the Nursing Home Reform Act of 1987 specifically says that you have the right to participate in the plan of care process. That's your plan of care. Um, You have to be able to make independent personal decisions and be informed about available choices. Um, You have the right to appoint a representative as your advocate who will be informed of your condition and care. Um, You have the right to appeal any discharge or transfer notices. Um, You can, you know, you have a right to share a room with your spouse, a partner or relative if they are also a resident of the facility. Um, You're allowed to communicate privately with anyone you choose. You should be able to send and receive personal mail unopened. Uh, Participate in your facility's residence council. Meet uh, and participate with religious, social, and community groups. Um, You should be able to assemble and work with other residents or other individuals within or outside the facility to ask for improvements in patient care. Um, You should be encouraged and assisted in exercising your rights as a citizen without fear of interference or discrimination for your actions. And you should be free from physical and chemical restraints, that's drugs, imposed for purposes of discipline or convenience and not required to treat your medical symptoms. You imagine that's like sedating you to, to be calm or sedating you to, to do what they want you to do. Now, nursing homes are required to assess your needs and create a written plan or of care for you within 21 days of your admission. Now, the goal of this plan should be to help you stay as independent as possible. Uh, you should ask to the extent possible to be an active participant in the creation of this plan. Now, you want to read over the plan and make sure you agree with it. And you may also want to discuss the plan with your doctor and or a family member or caregiver to make sure it meets your medical needs. And if you have concerns about your facility, uh, contact your state's long-term care ombudsman. An ombudsman is an advocate that can serve as a liaison uh, between you and the facility. Ombuds programs can help you locate facilities in your area, troubleshoot problems, uh, and answer uh, other questions relating to your coverage and care. So, Felicia, I hope this really helps. And, uh, you know, the ombudsman is a great uh, place to go. And, you know, I just want to take a a minute and talk about the ombudsman. And so, you know, the want to just say how, how they work. So there's a Medicare beneficiary ombudsman uh, who actually works for you. And the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman helps you with Medicare related complaints, grievances, and information requests. And the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman makes sure information is 
readily available about what you need to know to make healthcare decisions that are right for you, your rights and protections under Medicare, uh, how you can get uh, issues resolved. Uh, and the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman also shares information with the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Congress, and other organizations about works about what works well and what doesn't work well to improve the quality of services and care you get through Medicare. Now, to get help with Medicare-related questions or concerns, you should always call uh, 1-800-MEDICARE. That's 800-633-4227. Again, 800-633-4227. And if your inquiry requires a response from the Medicare beneficiary ombudsman, um, a, one of the representatives from that call line of 1-800-MEDICARE um, can direct your inquiry to the Medicare ombudsman as needed. So, you know, the Medicare uh, beneficiary ombudsman works with organizations like the state, state health insurance program, and these uh, state programs provide free local health insurance counseling to people with Medicare and National Medicare Beneficiary Advocacy Organizations to make sure your issues are resolved. And your Medicare questions, including your benefits, coverage, premiums, deductibles, coinsurance, Medicare grievances, that's the complaints, appeals if you disagree with coverage or a payment decision made by Medicare or your Medicare plan, uh, or if there's problems joining or leaving a Medicare Advantage plan like an HMO or a PPO or any other Medicare health plan or Medicare prescription drug plan. So it's always great. Um, and to, to get your answers, uh, you know, on this show, to get them for you, to tell you the import, important information and where you can go. And um, you can always go to Medicare.gov and select claims and appeal to get information on how you uh, can get your Medicare questions and complaints handled. Um, and you can select file a complaint under forms on that same Medicare.gov site. Uh, and forms and help and resources to submit feedback about your Medicare health plan or prescription drug uh, plan directly to Medicare. And again, you can call them directly at 800-MEDICARE. Uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, I really think it's important that we really do um, understand what our rights are in Medicare, understand what your rights are uh, with the plan. When you see something that's out of kilter, it uh, doesn't make sense. You're charged for something you didn't receive. Uh, you have, you know, a lot of ways where you can go get help. If the doctors seem to be billing incorrectly, you can talk to your Medicare plan about it, and they can help resolve that. If you're not getting something resolved for through your Medicare plans or you feel something is not right with Medicare, uh, you can reach out to the ombudsman's office. So you have all of these different avenues for folks to help you. And if you ever need help understanding some of these things, uh, you know we are happy to talk to you about Medicare and how the mechanics of it and how it works. And uh, if you have these types of issues because of um, HIPAA guidelines and uh, personal health information. Um, we can't involve ourselves with a lot of those issues. Uh, but if you call in and say we have something general, we can generally 
tell you where you should go. But if you're working with your own broker, that's really a great advocate for you right there because they have a work with the local health insurance teams. And a lot of them work with providers. But if you're working with the local insurance teams, uh, they have ways to help escalate uh, some of these issues that they may be able to solve fairly quickly. So really, it's important to get this information out to you. And I wanted to uh, go over uh, one last thing that's really related to this, and that's how you file an appeal, because that's part of this whole process. And listener Ruby asked, she said that her primary care physician recommended um, that she start outpatient physical therapy. Uh, And she submitted a special request to her Medicare Advantage plan for this treatment, but it was denied. How do I file a pre-service appeal with my Medicare Advantage plan? Well, Ruby, well, first of all, thanks. That is an awesome question. So uh, if your Medicare Advantage plan denies coverage for a health service or item before you have received the service or item, uh, you can appeal to ask your plan to reconsider its decision. So um, I'm going to give you some steps to follow. And if you feel that the denied health service uh, or item would be covered by your plan, uh, I'm going to give you some steps. So before you can start your appeal, you'll need to get an official written decision from your plan called a notice of denial of medical coverage. Now, sometimes you first learn that your plan will not cover a service or item Uh, when you or your doctor calls to confirm coverage before the service is provided. Now, if the plan tells you that the service or item will not be covered, they should also send you a notice of denial of medical Medicare coverage. You should receive this written denial within 14 days. If you don't receive a notice of denial Medicare coverage within two weeks or 28 days, if your plan extended its decision deadline, you can file an appeal without it. You start your appeal by sending a letter to your plan explaining that it has been two weeks since you initially requested the item or service and you have not received the denial notice. And if possible, you want the doctor's letter of support. And you may also want to file a grievance. Now you can request a fast or expedited expedited appeal uh, if you or your doctor feel that your health can be seriously harmed. So if your plan approves your request to expedite, it should issue a decision within 72 hours for this. Now, in some cases, uh, your plan can extend its decision deadline up to 14 days, and you should be notified if this happens. Now, you want to start your appeal by following the instructions on the notice of denial Medicare coverage, and make sure to file your appeal within 60 days of the date of this notice. Uh, You're going to need to send a letter to your plan explaining why you need uh, the service or item, and you may also want your doctor to write a letter. And they should make a decision within 30 days. Now, if you file an expedited appeal, this should happen in about 72 hours. So um, you want to really think if you have a good reason or not for appealing on time. So you you always want to appeal on time. And if your appeal is successful, your service item uh, will be covered. And if your appeal is denied, you should receive a written denial notice. And your plan should also automatically forward you the appeal to the next level, uh, the independent review. 
So you take these steps and you always want to protect yourself. You can, you know, file appeals. You can do many different things. So we're going to go take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. You know, uh... We get lots of great questions that come on the show. Sometimes we get some really great guests. And sometimes we just talk about, you know, the mechanics of of Medicare. And, you know, like in the segments earlier, we were talking about what you do to prevent fraud and, and how you protect your information and, you know, how to file appeals and, and, and nursing home rights. So we, we try to bring you a lot of information that's not pitched at selling you anything. It's getting you informed about what happens in the world of Medicare and Medicaid and the VA and, you know, group health plans uh, uh, for seniors. And so, and not necessarily for seniors, for retirees. And so, uh, you know, there are always these questions that come up that's very basic and they're important. So one of those things that's really important is when can I join, switch, or drop a plan? And this comes in a lot, you know, for a lot of folks that are aging into Medicare, moving around uh, the country, moving from county to county. But uh, when can you join, switch, or drop a plan? So you can join, switch, or drop a Medicare health plan or a Medicare Advantage plan uh, with or without drug coverage during these, these following times, I'm going to tell you. First is the initial enrollment period. Now, that's when you first become eligible for Medicare. Uh, You can join a plan. There's also the annual enrollment period. That's uh, from October 15th to December 7th each year. Uh, You can join, switch, or drop a plan. Your coverage will begin on January 1st, uh, as long as the plan gets your request by December 7th. Now, there's also what's called the Medicare Advantage Open Enrollment Period, and that's from January 1st to March 31st each year. And so if you're you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan and only a Medicare Advantage plan, 
uh, you can switch to a different Medicare Advantage plan or switch back to original Medicare and then join a separate Medicare prescription drug plan only once during this time. So those are your three times when you can join, switch, <clears throat> or drop a plan. Now, I can say that a switch would occur if you already are on Medicare and you're moving from one county to the next, and that would be considered a special enrollment period. Um, <clears throat> and you really should be working with an, your agent and or a broker. And, you know, if you really want to understand more of those enrollment periods and how it affects you personally, you can reach out to us at We Know Medicare um, and go online to WeKnowMedicare.org. Uh, there's a great website that's got a lot of information on it. There's, uh, you know, some pretty simple click to contact us buttons. You can shoot us an email. You can call us at 877-346-2060. And we're happy to help you and answer your questions related to Medicare, Medicaid, the VA, uh, group retiree pl plans, and, you know, general mechanical questions and how Medicare functions. Uh, and how it can function for you personally. And so we had a really great question that came in. Uh, and I think it's really important for folks because, you know, the Social Security retirement age uh, to collect Social Security has changed for many individuals. And so, you know, for some folks, it's been pushed to 60, age 66, and then months that would follow two, four, six, eight, and 10 months. And then there's also uh, 19, folks born from 1960 and on, um, age 67 for retirement. So, you know, tacking on two more years of working, uh, but you go on to Medicare at age 65. And so a lot of folks are wondering, can I delay my Medicare enrollment? And so <clears throat> uh, Marty who is down in, what does this say here? Oh, he's in Portland. And can I delay my Medicare enrollment? And so um, I would say anyone covered by current employee insurance is thinking about de delaying Medicare enrollment uh, should consider which part of Medicare they want to delay. So Medicare Part A, that's the hospital insurance. And then you've got Part B, which is the medical insurance. And then you, you've also got a Part D, which is the prescription drug coverage. But before delaying Part A enrollment, you want to consider several questions. You want to know if you're eligible for premium-free Part A. So if you're eligible for premium-free Part A because you or your spouse worked for more than 10 years in the United States, you can sign up for Part A at any time and will not have a late enrollment penalty for delaying enrollment. Now, many people are eligible for premium-free Part A, and many also choose to enroll uh, when they first become eligible, even if their employee uh, employer covers uh, pays primary, because they do not have to pay a premium. You may not be eligible for premium-free Part A, and you will have a special enrollment period to sign up for Medicare later. So if you are not eligible for premium-free Part A, you should think carefully before delaying it 
Part A, because an enrollment, you will need a special enrollment period to sign up for the first time without penalty. And if you are covered by insurance-based work, uh, insurance, you can use this special election to sign up for premium Part A without penalty. And if you do not qualify for a special election period, you will likely have a late enrollment penalty for delaying your premium Part A enrollment. In addition, you'll have to wait for the general enrollment period to enroll in Part A. <clears throat> so Part A is free. You should be automatically enrolled in it. Where it becomes tricky, because most people do work more than 10 years that are receiving this, is delaying your Part B. Because Part B is the monthly premium that you will pay uh, based on the income level you made uh, two years prior to retiring. So before you delay your Part B enrollment, uh, you want to consider uh, this. If you're entitled to a Part A, uh, Part B special election period, you'll be able to enroll in Part B outside of your initial enrollment period, three months before the month of and three months after your 65th birthday month, or the <clears throat> general enrollment period. Now, if you have a Part B special election period, you will not have a late enrollment penalty for delaying your Part B. And another question you wanna know is, will your other coverage pay primary or secondary to Medicare? So if your employee health coverage will pay secondary to Medicare once you are eligible, uh, it is usually not advisable to delay Medicare enrollment. Uh, secondary insurance may take back any payments that it has made or refused to make payments, future payments uh, on healthcare costs until you enroll in Medicare. And the same thing will happen with the Part D. So it's really important um, to enroll in the Part B. And if you aren't going to enroll in your Part B, you're going to have to have credible coverage. And by having this credible coverage, which is employer coverage or um, other coverage that you have purchased, other health insurance, um, you can delay your Part B um, <clears throat> and not be given a penalty because you'll have a late enrollment penalty if you delay your Part B without having creditable coverage. And you'll want to work with your HR department and talk with Social Security to make sure that you are making the right steps. And you can always work with uh, one of the brokers or agents that we know, Medicare, uh, you can call us at 877-346-2060. Uh, go to weknowmedicare.org. And we can talk to you about uh, the Medicare enrollment periods, uh, preventing uh, late enrollment penalties for Part uh, B, D. And, you know, what do you do if you are given a late enrollment penalty? And, you know, that's really important to understand uh, how you prevent that from happening. So uh, the, the late enrollment penalty is 1% of the national base beneficiary premium, uh, probably right around $35 to $40 uh, um, every month that you do not have Part D or a certain other type of drug coverage while eligible. Um, and that would apply to the Part B as well. And this amount is added to your monthly Part D premium or your Part B premium. So um, you can appeal this late enrollment penalty if you believe that the 
uh, assessment was a mistake if you were covered by, like I said earlier, creditable coverage while eligible for Medicare, or you received inadequate information about whether your drug coverage uh, was creditable or your health coverage. And to appeal, uh, uh, complete the appeal form you received from your plan, attaching any evidence you have. And evidence can be a letter from your employer or former employer stating that you had creditable coverage during this time and that you were eligible for Medicare but not enrolled in a Part D plan. Then mail in everything to the address on the appeal form. And the address should be for Maximus Federal Services, which is the company contracted by Medicare to handle these appeals. And it should take about 60 days. That's the deadline to receive the letter informing you of the penalty. And you can expect a decision back from them within about 90 days. And if your appeal is successful, um, your plan has to pay you back for the late enrollment penalties uh, payments that you made while your appeal was pending. So, you know, there's always a way to get help. Uh, if you feel where you're, you get a penalty and you're assessed wrong, you can reach out and file an appeal. Um, you can file an appeal uh, for your premium, your Part B premium. It's income-related um, monthly amounts. You can have those appealed. So there's a lot of things that you can do, and it really does help to work with someone that has your uh, best interests at heart and isn't playing, working for a plan that's working for you to make sure you get quality health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And so we are here and we know Medicare to help you uh, understand what your options are. And one of the options we have right now is taking a break and giving you some information. Listen to our sponsor. We'll be right back. in a name. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at WeKnowMedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. And now more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry. Welcome back, everyone. I appreciate you sticking around. We got a really great question that came in from Jean. She says, hey, Dan, longtime listener since you started the show. Um, how does Medicare work with retiree coverage? Um, 
you know, I'll turn 65 and become eligible for Medicare soon. And I have insurance coverage through a company that I retired from several years ago. Do I need to take Medicare? If I do, how will it work with my retiree coverage? Well, that's a really great, great, great question because a lot of folks and uh, you know are, that listen in uh, are in the same situation. And so, uh, retiree insurance is a form of health coverage an employer may provide to former employees that retire. Um, um, retirement insurance is almost always secondary to Medicare meaning it pays after Medicare and may provide coverage for Medicare cost sharing like uh, deductibles, co-payments, and co-insurance. Because retiree insurance is secondary, uh, you should enroll in Medicare to be fully covered. And if you do not enroll in Medicare, you will likely be without primary coverage and will face a late enrollment penalty and gaps in coverage. And if you try to enroll at a later date, so you want to do this timely because late enrollment penalties last your lifetime and a gap in coverage could be catastrophic. Uh, You may want to be able to keep your retiree insurance um, as primary after you become Medicare eligible if you have like maybe in-stage renal disease or uh, federal employee benefits. But deciding whether to keep retiree coverage after you enroll in Medicare is a personal one uh, that depends on your costs and anticipated health care needs. Now, retiree coverage premiums can be costly, but it may be worthwhile to keep your plan if you anticipate high Medicare costs. Now, retiree coverage may also pay for care or other items and services that Medicare does not cover such as, you know, could be vision care, dental care, and uh, possibly off-formulary or over-the-counter prescription drugs. Um, And so if the plan offers prescription drug coverage that you like, find out if the coverage is credible and if you can delay your Medicare Part D enrollment without penalty. So for more information information on services covered by your retiree insurance plan, you should contact your benefits administrator or your employer's human resource department. And retiree insurance may coordinate with Medicare differently depending on the type of plan you have. Now, I'll go over a few of the common types of plans and how you might expect them to work with Medicare, but always speak to your employer's HR department for more information. Now we have what's called fee-for-service plans, or not we, there are fee-for-service plans that pay for care from any doctor or hospital. And fee-for-service plans cover Medicare cost sharing and generally act like a supplemental insurance policy. Then there's the managed care plans. Those are the Medicare Advantage plans, both listed as um, HMOs and PPOs, and they, which means health maintenance organization or preferred provider organization. And those plans require that you see in-network providers and or facilities. Now, your costs are typically lowest when seeing providers who take both Medicare and your retiree insurance. And when seeing Medicare providers who do not take your retiree insurance, 
you will pay regular Medicare cost-sharing amounts and your retiree insurance may not pay at all. Now, employer-sponsored Medicare Advantage plans offer Medicare-eligible individuals both Medicare and retiree health benefits. Now, some employers require that you join a Medicare Advantage plan to continue getting the retiree health benefits after becoming Medicare eligible. Now, you can always choose not to take your employer's coverage and sign up for original Medicare or a different Medicare Advantage plan, but keep in mind that you may not be able to get that retiree coverage back if you want it at a later date. So many times when you leave that employer coverage, you cannot get it back. And employer-sponsored supplemental insurance offers secondary coverage for Medicare-eligible individuals. And these plans uh, often function similarly to Medicare supplements, meaning that they pay all or part of certain remaining costs after original Medicare pays first. Now, remember, uh, you can always choose not to take your employer's coverage and sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan or a different Medigap plan, Medicare supplement. And again, you may not be able to get that retiree coverage back if you want it at a later date. It's really important to, to understand what you will gain and what you will lose when it comes to retiree coverage. And you want to always put yourself into the best position possible so that you never are having a gap in service and that you're never paying for things uh, that you would have covered if you had the right coverage. And so always work with your benefits provider, work with your uh, human resource directors, the human resource offices of your company to understand how they work and what happens if you leave the plan and make a choice to go outside of it. And you want to work with a broker who understands the plans that are available out in the marketplace, someone that can go over how the mechanics of Medicare works, um, how it can function with your group health plan if you have retiree coverage, or maybe it doesn't. And then uh, they can also work with you to see what your particular needs are and then help you uh, understand what will fit your needs best. <clears throat> and right, you want quality, affordable health care that's easy to access and simple to use. And sometimes working with an agent or a broker, and if you have one already, they should dial in and see what you need and because healthcare is not a one-size-fits-all. It's very individual, and so choices are important. And, you know, I want to also, since I'm on this topic of group retiree plans and retiree uh, um, healthcare benefits, um, it's important to know how Medicare and COBRA work together because that's also another way that folks, as they're retiring out, sometimes take an option. And so our goal is to just give you information so that you can ask the right questions to the right people. And so how does Medicare work with COBRA? And this came from Tony. And Tony said, hey, I'm going to leave my job soon. And my employer has informed me about my right to COBRA coverage. Uh, I'll also be eligible for Medicare soon. 
how does Medicare and COBRA work together? I want to make sure I make the right enrollment decision. We don't have group retiree, so COBRA is one of my only options. Well, okay, Tony, um, here's my answer. The Consolidated Ombus Budget Reconciliation Act, that's COBRA, <clears throat> is a federal law that lets certain employees, their spouses, and their dependents to keep group health plans coverage for 18 to 36 months after they leave their job or lose coverage for certain other reasons, as long as they pay the full cost of the premium. Under COBRA, a group health plan is defined as a job-based insurance plan that provides medical benefits to employees, their spouses, and or their dependents. Now, as you make COBRA-related decisions, keep in mind that health coverage under COBRA is typically expensive because it tends to be comprehensive, and you may pay the full amount full cost of the premium yourself. Uh, employers often pay a part of the premium for current employees. However, COBRA coverage may be less expensive than similar individual health coverage that you could get out in the marketplace. Now, the way that COBRA and Medicare coordinate depends in part on which form of insurance you have first. While it is possible to get COBRA if you already have Medicare, it is not usually possible to keep COBRA if you have it before you become Medicare eligible. Specifically, uh, whether you have both COBRA and Medicare depends on which form of insurance you have first. So if you have both forms of coverage, COBRA pays secondary to Medicare. And if you have COBRA when you become Medicare eligible, your COBRA coverage usually ends on the date you get Medicare. And you should enroll in Part B immediately because you are not entitled to a special enrollment period when COBRA ends. So your spouse and dependents may keep COBRA up to 36 months, regardless of whether you enroll in Medicare during that time. And you may be eligible to keep coverage, uh, COBRA coverage for services that Medicare does not cover. For example, if you have COBRA dental insurance, the insurance company that provides your COBRA coverage may allow you to drop medical coverage, but keep paying a premium for the dental, as long as you're entitled to uh, COBRA. And you always want to contact your plan for more information. Um, and if you have Medicare Parts A and B when you become eligible for COBRA, you must uh, be allowed to enroll in COBRA. And Medicare is your primary insurance and COBRA is secondary. And you should keep Med Medicare because it's responsible for paying the majority of your health care costs. And COBRA is typically expensive. But it may be helpful if you have a high medical expenses and your plan covers Medicare cost sharing and offers other needed benefits. Or if COBRA policy also covers other family members who are not Medicare eligible. So if you're eligible for Medicare due to end-stage renal disease, uh, your COBRA, COBRA coverage uh, is the primary during the 30-month coordination period. So it's really important to understand, uh, you know, how things work with retiree coverage, how things work with COBRA, how things work with the VA. And, you know, in the VA, it's, you know, one of the questions is uh, Medicare and veterans benefits, who pays first? And if you have or can get both Medicare and veterans benefits, you can get treatment under either program. And when you get healthcare, you must choose which benefits you're going to use. And you must make this choice each time you see a doctor get healthcare, like a hospital. And Medicare cannot pay for the same services 
that's covered by veterans benefits and your veterans benefits cannot pay for the same service that was covered by Medicare. Well, that makes sense. And you do not have to go to a Department of Veteran Affairs hospital or to a doctor who works for the VA for Medicare to pay for the service. However, to get the service, you must go to that VA facility. But the thing that you always want to do is reach out to us at We Know Medicare at 877-346-2060 or go to WeKnowMedicare.org and get great information. If you have questions, just reach out to us. You know, we want to thank you for listening. Tune in next week. We have great people coming on the show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you all. We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast of We Know Medicare. We Know Medicare is a dedicated resource and advocate for Medicare eligibles and independent of both individual insurance companies and Medicare itself, allowing them to provide unbiased assistance to Medicare recipients in need of a quarterly health care plan. Visit WeKnowMedicare.org to learn more. That's WeKnowMedicare.org. And tune in next week for more We Know Medicare. This pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.